like, and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Hey, Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Well, not a lot of basketball last night, but we'll go over some of the games. A couple of conferences were in action. We have Chris Kemp. He's the head men's basketball coach, Eastern Oregon Mounties. Uh, they play, obviously, in Eastern Oregon. Uh, they play in the Cascade Conference. Uh, they've struggled a little bit this year. It's very atypical for Eastern Oregon to have a tough basketball year, so we wanted to uh, have a chat with him. So why don't we just get right to that, and then we'll go over some of the basketball from tonight. So uh, Chris Camp has been there, I think, oh, probably two or three years. He's got a mixture of new players and some guys he's brought in. And, you know, he'll talk about, you know, the thing is they, they've lost a lot of games, but a lot of them have been like three points, two points, four points. Uh, it's been a real disappointing and uh, frustrating year for Coach Camp. Uh, but I think, they're, I think they're about ready to turn the corner. So let's just listen to Coach Camp. Uh, this is Chris Camp, head men's basketball coach, Eastern Oregon. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. Hey, I got Chris Camp. He's the head men's basketball coach at Eastern Oregon. Thanks for being on the show, uh, Chris. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. You're four and ten. Uh, your team has been struggling a little bit. You and I talked about before we started. It's been a, a tough year, but I wanted to get you on because. Every year there's these programs that are really quality programs, uh, always have great basketball players, and then for for whatever reason, they, they'll run into trouble during the season and have a hard time getting out of it, which is where you are. You're not a program that is perennially you know, bad that people expect to lose. I mean, you're a program that's always, when you come to town, everybody fears, fears your presence, if you will. So I wanted to talk to you about it from kind of that aspect. I think it's been a tough year and, and and we can talk about strength of schedule and those type of things it just feels like one of those things where we just haven't essentially executed at the end of game so so maybe i'm just on here to get advice from you no uh, no no, you no. so much no. basketball if you're getting advice from me you're gonna go uh four and 24 <laughs> but you know no, let's, so let's start let's start with the strength of schedule I mean, you had, I think for a while, you had the number one strength of your schedule. I think right now it's three. So you went into the season, you knew it was going to be a challenge, and you lost three in a row to start, and then that lost to Arizona Christian, you had them, and then you let them up, you end up losing up in overtime. But it looked to me from afar, you know, once you have that schedule made out, and it's going to be a brutal schedule, and then the, your team gets knocked back on its heels, it's really, really hard to right the ship because everything's happening in in speed right you're it's like trying to fix a car while you're driving it just talk about you know kind of getting knocked on your heels those first three games how bad did it hurt you when the uh, mindset of the guys when you fell to Arizona Christian when it looked like you had them beat yeah I mean there's a lot of factors that go into things obviously everyone's dealing with maybe some injuries we had a lot of new pieces uh, that we were trying to you know get into the lineups and get in the flow um, it's been just an interesting go for me because this team is honestly the most bought in we've ever had, probably our best culture off the court. They're the closest. So to, to navigate all those losses with them, um, I'm proud of how they responded as far as staying together. 
um, and, and, you know, still playing people tough, but just not finishing the end of games. And, and that theme is carried through. Um, the Arizona Christian one's unique uh, because that's my alma mater. I know those guys pretty well. They yeah. were in the top five, and and we had our kid Garrett have just a great game, have 38, and really should have had him beat. We were up five with 22 seconds, and then hit some tough shots. We didn't execute defensively. And so that one, again, feels like a setback. We, we didn't, um, you know, had a couple of players not even playing that game. Yeah. So responding to that, and then it was just also some kind of bad luck, I guess, where we started our first five um, conference games also on the road with, you know, our toughest trip to Klamath Falls and Southern, then at College of Idaho, and then to Portland. Um, so it was just a combination of factors. Um, a lot a lot of new pieces where we're trying to replace an All-American kid and the, you know, Cascade Conference Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and and just figuring out guys' roles, and, and I didn't do a good enough job of getting us in position late in games. I think we, we, we set ourselves up in many of those games to be in it, and we just didn't finish. So that's kind of been our theme throughout the year. I noticed you, Ben. It looks like searching for a starting five. Uh, very few, I think. I don't think anybody started all the games for you. You've started a lot of different. Been looking for. Have you been looking for different combinations who to bring off the bench? Yeah, for sure. And then the combination of some injuries, and then yeah. matchups wise, and and we have some versatility, which can be a strength. But we're also trying to figure out the best combination of of what that looks like. So um, we're starting to feel pretty good about it and um, feeling kind of set and rotations wise and we're as healthy as we've been. So I don't know. We're excited to see what the second half of the season has for us. You know, Coach, before I leave your schedule, leave this bad subject, you went to – you talked about the five games on the road. You you had – you played terrible in Caldwell. That was just – that's the only game you really played bad. And that's a bad place to have a bad night because they kicked you <laughs> – yeah. they kicked you around they a little bit. But th- those yeah. happen, right? You go over to Portland, which is a hard place to play, and I don't care what their records are. Warner Pacific and Multnomah are two good basketball teams, and you won both those games on the road. So when when you left Multnomah and you headed back to Eastern, did you feel like maybe you had gotten over the hump? I think so. Um, winning a couple true road games in our conference, and, and no matter who you play, but Portland has always been a tough place for us. Um, so winning both of those was, was a big moment for us to feel like we were getting some momentum. Uh, but obviously then uh, going to Florida and that playing them was a really good team. Florida College played them to one possession and, mm-hmm. again, had a lead and kind of let it go. And um, But still, yeah, winning those league games on the road, we did feel like we had at least kind of got over the hump that way a little bit, winning true road games. You know, I want to go through your, your – uh, you talked about Garrett Hawks a couple of minutes ago. He's been – at least for people that aren't following Eastern all the time, he's been a bit of a surprise for you. First time I I saw him show up on the stat line with 30 plus, I I had to look him up. I go, hold it. Who is this guy? Uh, But he's got, he's, you know, six, 16 and four for you this season, but he's really turned into a go-to guy for you. Hasn't he? He has. And um, he's a cool story. He's a perfect Eastern Oregon guy. He's a small town, Idaho kid Uh, went on a mission and then walked on at CSI Mm-hmm. Um, last year as a freshman, but 21 years old. And they told him, well, yeah, you could be on the team, but you, you're probably not going to play much. You can practice. <laughs> and and he just worked and got into the rotation, and they were the number one team in the country. Yeah. So it was just a cool deal. I got to see him play a couple times, meet him, and he's married. 
meet him and his wife there. <laughs> that's a whole nother deal with our team, but he's pro- probably having a baby this week. Wow. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Is he signing up our- for social security yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but it's been cool because I would say he's been definitely a surprise for us too, but we just knew what type of character kid he was and we're excited to have him for three years. He's going to be, uh, um, he's going to be a great one here for us. And then, uh, You've got a couple of guys that have been around for a bit that are really playing well for you, uh, Malachi Afwork, and then A.J. Huddleston. He's a great story in of himself, but they've been around. Are they kind of an anchor for you? For sure. And, um, you know, they've been in the program. They're a huge part of that culture we're building. We're both They're both captains for us. Um, and, you know, I think we talked a little before, but Jaden Hansen uh, has really come, come on strong. He – he has a cool story, but has two ACLs on the same knee, red shirt at CSI. But he was a, honestly a top recruit for us last year. And him and AJ are connected because what that's done is been able to get AJ off the ball as JJ's, or I mean, Jaden is just a true point guard. Okay. And so I think that those correspond together. As Jaden's played better, it's taken the pressure off AJ to be that facilitator and and the point guard where he can really look to score it. And he, he's a tough player. He's, he's one of our hardest workers. And so their stories kind of correspond as they play well together. I think you're out in Eastern Oregon. I'm looking at your roster. You have a ton of Idaho guys. Are, are you always bumping up against college of Idaho and recruiting wars? We are a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know. I, we gotta, we gotta try to definitely get some kids. They, they, uh, Colby does a great job and, yeah, we, you know, that's the unique part of Eastern Oregon is we give in-state tuition to Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. Oh, so okay, that that's helps. why for us, that's why we try to stick in the Northwest as much as possible. And the best, like, pretty good basketball for us that's cl- semi-close is, is Boise. So yeah. we are down there a lot. We have a lot of Idaho kids. And, you know, I don't know if I say I've battled Colby at all for recruits, but um, – he does a great job. Yeah, he gets he re, yeah, and he gets a lot of guys from Montana. You know, before we leave Jaden Hansen, he's he's a redshirt freshman. You touched on how well he's playing, but you know, he was just in single digits and then all of a sudden at the end of the the home game he had against College Iowa, he scored 20 and he's been in double digits ever since and he's just shooting the heck out of the ball. You know, did you what's in his you been feeding him different or did you change his water? <laughs> I mean, did so, something clicked? It's it looks like something clicked. Yeah, I think so. Jane's a special player. I mean, he won state championships at Rocky Mountain in Boise. Uh his senior year he tore that ACL. Okay. I think probably has a chance to be the Idaho Gatorade player of the year going into that year. Um we've known him since he was real young. Um and and so he was our like I said our top recruit, my first full season. Well, then he played one game for us and tore his ACL again. So really, to me, it's just about health. Like, we knew what kind of player we had. And um, he's, his IQ is off the charts. He's a true point guard, but can really – has physical ability to score it. So I think he's just healthy. He's in shape. Um, and now we can I, – I think we're just scratching the surface of the player he can be if we do get to keep him here for – a few years if we have enough school for him to take i don't know we're going to run out of classes for him but but he's a great kid we we love having him you know that some of the guys i'm not talking about him in particular but you go to some of these schools guys have had the covid year a redshirt year and then they transferred in conference and didn't have to get charged a year it's these guys are you know pushing 25 
It, <laughs> I, so anyway, that's a side subject. But okay, let's talk about your schedule going forward. So you talked about going to Portland this weekend. You got to go. I call it the Valley. You got to go to Bushnell and Corbin. Always tough. I mean, I don't care what their records are. It's it, especially Corbin. What is it about Corbin that makes it so hard to play there? Yeah, they they create a great environment. TK does a great job just pressuring and and having buy-in, playing 10 guys and just kind of keeping pressure on you the whole time. We've always had trouble playing over there, and and I think I would say the same with Bushnell. I mean, they're as talented if you go position by position, I think, as a lot of teams. And they are winning, and both of them have pretty good records, especially compared to us. So it's going to take a great effort for us to be able to get on their level and try to win games on the road they both do a great job so we'll see if we can compete and get close and then see if we can win a close game yeah the, it'll be i think it'll be a big weekend for you guys what magic sauce how do you keep the team together in these tough times yeah that's a good question i mean i we've just really experienced the depths with this team and and we talked a little before we came on but we had a team tragedy where a, mm-hmm. a player's dad was killed in a work accident um oh, while we were in florida and I think it's really galvanized them. Um, it's really like our family is hurting. And so we went to the funeral together. It's, it's you know, we're trying to be there for this kid who's just a great kid in our program. I know he wants to make it more about his dad than anything else. But I think stuff like that, and I think our true character of our team has shown, like they, how they stay together and how they kind of move on to the next has been um, – impressive to me i think that it started in the recruiting process just recruiting the right type of kids yeah we obviously haven't had the results we wanted but but the buy-in and the culture and those have been unchanged so i i still have high hopes we could maybe pull it together and make a little bit of a run here and win some games um but but it doesn't get easier so but i I think that type of stuff has galvanized us yeah i think that that they're all close off the court um, and so it's really been our character of our guys off the court that is shown in these kind of tough times. I know I said last question, but how have the fans and the students responded? I know that uh, when you get a lot of people in Quinn Coliseum, boy, that is a brutal place to play. Have you been getting good crowds? We have, and it's but that's also been a little bit unique because we started on the road so much. So yeah. our like we had one preseason tournament at home but the girls for example didn't play their first home game until december 30th so we were on the road so much but but it has been great and then when we played college of idaho the students were still gone for christmas break um so just one of those things the support has been great though i mean i get just emails from people and we have great guys in the community so so that couldn't be much better and i think we're going to keep building and especially yeah. if we win. So that's the hope. We got we got to win games, but but the support has been great here in town and at the school and from our president on down. So that's been been exciting. Well, coach Kemp, you just got to keep your chin up. I know it's hard to go through it when you're going through it, but uh as I said at the outset, you have a great program, you have good basketball players, uh and you may not straighten out early enough to, you know, make a lot out of this season, but it will straighten out, and uh, it, Eastern Oregon will always be a tough place to go. So uh, you'll get through it. Just kind of keep pushing through. Yeah, appreciate the encouragement, and uh, we got we got great kids. I'll just I got to try not to mess it up. We'll see how many games <laughs> we can win down here down the stretch, and see what see what we can do. 
Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking time. Uh, I'm glad you were able to get your uh, driveway shoveled before we talk because uh, I, th I think it's going to be a pretty snowy weekend coming up, so you got to keep that thing clear. Exactly. I can't <laughs> abandon my wife with the uh, with a with a dirty driveway, so hopefully I can keep it clear before I leave. Well, that's Chris Kemp. He's the head men's basketball coach at Eastern Oregon. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Bill. Hey, I, I really appreciate Chris Kemp giving me the time. Uh, he's really uh, a good guy. He's a great coach. Uh, and thank you very much, Coach Kemp. Uh, when he was talking about Corbin, he uh, mentioned TK. That's Taylor Kelly. He's the head men's basketball coach at Corbin. And their trademark is they go 94 feet for 40 minutes. Uh, so it can be a bit intense. They have a very active student section. And, uh, you know, you got guys on you for 94 feet the entire game. So it's it's a little bit of a tough atmosphere to play in. Okay, let's uh, let's see what games we had tonight. So in the uh, southern states, really one key game, Tennessee Southern beat William Carey. So they go to 9-0 and now, and they're going to play – 9-0 in conference. They're going to play Loyola on Saturday. So that's a good win for Tennessee Southern. Uh, they lead the conference, and they're 9-0 in the conference. Florida College in action tonight, number 25. They played uh, Florida National. They beat them 75-72. Let me tell you, Florida National ain't no joke. Uh, they're long. They're athletic. Uh, they gave uh, Florida College everything they could handle, uh, but the the uh, Falcons were able to come out victorious. Uh, uh, Brian Bayon, 17 points. And then Tyson Judge, Tyson Judge, uh, 10 points, two rebounds. Uh, they'll play Crowley's Ridge on Friday. And we're going to have Coach Chase Teichman on tomorrow, head men's basketball coach there at Florida College. So stay tuned for that. On uh, the River States, a few games. Alice Lloyd, oops, sorry. Alice Lloyd won. Ohio Christian beat Indiana Southeast. We're going to talk about that game. But remember, Indiana Southeast is the same team that beat Cumberlands to knock them out of the undefeated. And it's the same team that just beat Point Park, who was 14 0. Ohio Christian, I'll show you in the standings, but they hadn't won a league game coming into this. And they just hammered Indiana Southeast. Rio Grande also won tonight. Let's look at the standings. I'll show you what I'm going to... There's not a lot of... There's not really any change here. West Virginia Tech beat IU East the other night. So these guys are all 4-1. and one. But here's really what I wanted to show you. Oops. Sorry. Is Indiana Southeast coming into the game tonight was 3-3. Three and three. Ohio Christian was 0-5. So Indiana Southeast is thinking, okay, we can get to... We can get to 4-3. and three. We're only going to be a, uh, you know, a game, two games two games out from the leading pack here and we can get back in this thing. And they fell to Ohio Christian had to be a really, really disappointing night for them. Great night for Ohio Christian. And then uh, in the American Midwest, they just played a couple games. They're just kicking off the conference. Missouri Baptist beat uh, that's United hospital science and pharmacy or something. United health science and pharmacy. I think Missouri Baptist beat them. And Central Baptist beat Williams Baptist. The, as I said, they just kicked off their season, so there's not really any standings to look at. Well, we'll be back with you tomorrow. It was a light night. Remember, tomorrow we'll have Chase Teichman, head men's basketball coach at Florida College. 
And thank you again to everybody who listens. Don't forget to get out and support your local NAI team because NAI basketball is the best entertainment for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America. 